What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth into your week. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again, the host table, Mark Francis. What is up? Mark, it's good to see you, buddy. Am I allowed to say, what is up, my people? You can say whatever you'd like. Okay. Provided it, yeah, it is wholesome and uh, points people to each other in Christ. I It feels like I haven't seen you in a while. And I think it's just because we haven't hosted the podcast yeah, together. Yeah, you know, we, we do we bump into each other normally a couple times a week around the building, but that's okay. I mean, I I like interacting with you, Caleb. You're a good person, you know. I appreciate that. Fun, <laughs> fun to be around. Thank so you. I didn't know I don't have to say that. Don't have to uh, fake it here. You know? Blushing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's back again, senior pastor, Mark Carey. Mark, how are you doing, my friend? Very, feeling very senior. We <laughs> we like to see you around, too. <laughs> uh, it's good to be here. Uh, guys, we're back, Sermon Spotlight. Let's jump into a Sunday in review. Uh, we've finished up this Romans chapter 1 through 8 journey that we've been on for what feels like the better part of a year. I don't know the exact timeline yeah. per se. Coming right uh, up on it. And so now we, we pivot to this Romans 9 through 11, and, and, and Pastor Mark, you know, we'll, we'll get into it, but we, we get this... It was like a sermon. It was preparation for what's to come. We need it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that that perspective leading up to the Romans 9, 10, 11, what Paul's going to address, what he's going to talk about, you know, going through the sermon, I was like, okay, you know, Mark's like hyping us up for all this stuff. Either that or it was just stalling before. (laughs) And and then it it felt a little bit, I was like, like, oh man, what what is he going to say? You know, it's like, we'll get to it, which is, you know, it's true, we will. But Uh, I do love the ending of how he came back saying, there's going to be things that are going to be controversial. There's going to be things that we're going to get into that you might not even agree with. Yeah. But... But how can we have a greater view of God? Yeah, I love that. Whatever, whatever you know, our, our opinion is of certain scripture passages or interpretations, we still are like, man, you know, God is huge, you know, and that's something that can really rally us all together. And I think that's, I think that's great. Mark, I'll, I'll come your way first. What are some things that stood out to you? I mean, we're doing this this recap all over the Bible, talking about Israel and what's to come. Yeah, I mean, having the recap is valuable. Yeah. I mean, I will yeah. say that. There might be some people who would just argue, oh, just get me into the scripture and let's keep plugging away. But it's valuable to have just that bigger perspective. So having the perspective of the overview of the nation of Israel, God's chosen people is where we were. But I don't like trying to summarize a sermon. For me, what speaks to me, there was one moment where, by the way, I do listen to this podcast if I'm not on it. Mm-hmm. And last week, I think, Mark, you even mentioned, you know, God is a God who doesn't hold us accountable to one. I can't remember exactly what you said, but, you know, have us do one good thing and we get blessed and have us do other things we're bad. Well, in this past week, we reviewed what Israel was like, and it made me wonder, okay, is there contradiction here? Is Mark contradicting himself? Oh, is is the Bible contradicting himself itself? And you're like, no, we know that's not the case. So to know for a fact, well, go Bible. The Bible's not <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but to know, you know, you didn't quote Deuteronomy 28, but just the passage of that explains what Israel's tasks were, and they'll be blessed, and what Israel's tasks not to do, and you'll be cursed, or there'll be punishment. That is the black and white God of the Old Testament, Act One, as you called it. And so it made me think more to myself, what, what's my takeaway from that? I mean, we're living in this world where God's not calling us to that perspective right now, but that's exactly what Paul is writing to. He's writing to speak to, well, where is God? You know, is, is God basically saying two things out of his, one side of his mouth and the other? No, God is a character of unity, and we need to understand the full counsel of who God is. And to look at that perspective of where was God with the nation of Israel 
and how it applies to us today, I think is relevant to, for us to see that God is a God of grace, a God of love, and he's not forgotten the nation of Israel. So I kind of I did my own little mini sermon in my own head, just thinking back, okay, how do, how do we make this work? And mm-hmm. that's exactly where, where Paul is going with Romans 9, 10, and 11. It's, it, the principle is progressive revelation. Yeah. God didn't dump the whole load of revelation uh, on Moses or in the, in the book of Genesis. He progressively revealed his plan. And it's this, um, as I use the phrase, unfolding drama of redemption. An old commentator, I think it might have been William Newell or somebody, he wrote a book about the unfolding drama of redemption. And it is a progressive revelation. It's, um, <clears throat> to use a theological concept, it's called dispensationalism. Too. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's a God work in different ways at different times, but it was all unified plan and that he had in his heart before the foundations of the world. Um, so, And that character aspect of God, of giving Israel those to-dos, he, that hasn't gone away from God. That's right. He, so he's progressively revealing himself to us in these ways so we can look back and see what, where was the nation of Israel's successes and failures and what was God holding them to. Still, how does that apply to us today right. is kind of the bigger question, but we can know of his love and his character and of his grace and his sovereignty and all of it. And, and that's really the first eight chapters of Romans. We, I think Paul was wrestling with is the, the righteousness of God. And in Leviticus, he said, you are, you're to be holy as I'm holy. God is always, that's who he is. He's always required holiness right. and righteousness. And here's the law and he called the Jewish people to fulfill it, and they couldn't, of course. And God knew that, and so he said, well, I'm going to make a new covenant. I'll I'll write my law on your hearts, Jeremiah 31, this new covenant. He said, I'm going to make with the house of Jacob and the house of Israel after those days, in in, in the days to come. Jesus comes on the scene, the upper room. This is the blood of the new covenant. Uh, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. And so he begins, he enacts that new covenant in his blood as he died on the cross. Well, okay, hey, we, we've got all the pieces here. And, and uh, he dies, he's raised from the dead. And Acts chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, what is Jesus doing? He's, for 40 days, he's talking to them about the coming kingdom of God. Mm. So all the fulfillment of all these promises, the Old Testament, everything. Oh, and the Holy Spirit's going to come. You know, you know, he's going to baptize you with fire not many days from now when the Holy Spirit comes. Oh, boy, that's what Isaiah talked about and Ezekiel. And, hey, it's all coming together here. Is it now you're going to restore the kingdom to, to Jerusalem? You know, Acts chapter 1, verse uh, 6, 7 in there that Peter asked. Not for you to know the times of the epochs, but you, just be my witnesses. Go to Jerusalem and wait for that which is promised. Boom. Acts 2, the Holy Spirit comes. Woohoo! There's all the Jews from all over. They'd come f- uh, for the, the Feast of Pentecost. They're all there, and, and they start speaking in tongues, and the evidence of the Holy Spirit's now outpouring, just exactly what Isaiah said. It had come, <clears throat> the fulfillment of everything that God had promised for Israel, it's now on them. It's ready. It's, except the Jews aren't believing it. <laughs> right. And there was a problem. And uh, in Acts chapter 3, uh, verse... Um, um, uh, 13, Peter is, is preaching, men of, uh, verse 12, men of Israel, why are you amazed at this, or after they healed the guy, why do you gaze uh, at us as if by our own power or piety we had made him walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus, who you, um, of whom the one who you delivered and disowned in the presence of Pilate, 
when he had decided to release him, but you disowned the holy and righteous one. You asked for a murder to be granted to you. You put to death the prince of life, so on and so forth. Um, and then Peter says, but it's on the basis of faith in his name, the name of Jesus, which is strength of this man. He's healed. Then he says this, but no, brethren, I know that, but now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance, as your rulers did also. But the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of the holy prophets, there's the Old Testament, Act 1, that his Christ, the Messiah, would suffer, he's fulfilled. Therefore, and now here's this call to the Jewish people, repent so that your sins may be wiped away in order that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus, the Messiah, appointed for you, whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things about which God spoke by the mouth of the holy prophets from ancient times, and so on and so forth. So what is Peter saying? <clears throat> okay, Jewish people, Messiah's come, he died, he's done his sacrificial work, he's raised from the red, we're, uh, raised from the dead, we're testimony, uh, we're testified to that fact. Now, get your act right. Change your thinking about who mm. Jesus is. He is the Messiah. Repent, believe, the, and and he'll return, and he'll set up his throne and his kingdom, and all everything about the Old Testament is going to be fulfilled. Woohoo! That's it. But once again, it didn't. They didn't buy it. And you said that even in your sermon, like they were just probably just thinking, "Times now, you know, maybe oh, a couple weeks away. That's it, right. It could be happening. <laughs> that's right? right. You know, let's go spread the news and tell people right now because, like, it, and his then, kingdom and and then persecution. It. Yeah. Um, uh, Stephen is martyred. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a minute, where's where's that? Which, by the way, the apostles were nowhere to be seen when Stephen right. was mart martyred. Because Stephen was getting that, he knew something different was happening, and he spoke about the hmm. end of the temple, end of the law, these things. They put him to death. The apostles were saying, hey, we, we don't have anything to do with this guy. And then the persecution hits in chapter 8, and, you know, Saul of Tarsus goes out to, to kill all these Christians and whatever, and then, well, then he gets saved. And, and he's called now to be an apostle to the Gentiles. What? And, you know, all that with Cornelius and Peter. And wait a minute, you know, I don't even think sacrificed idols. And then they get saved. And it was like, yeah, as I said, this was a head scratcher. And then here we are 2,000 years later, still awaiting his return. It's dramatic. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, but and, the church began and, and something new. Back to what you said, dispensation. <clears throat> you know, that's something even more to unpack. I mean, there's different kind of stages of kind of where God revealed himself. Is there anything to speak to that even right now in, in this conversation, or is that something that we wait for in weeks to come with Romans? Well, we're certainly going to hit it when we come to, into Romans um, 11. Mm -hmm. So... Let's wait. We can wait. Okay. Good. <laughs> but, Teaser. But, but uh, Yeah. But the point being, again, God had a plan, an eternal plan of the ages, but it's kind of, it's not a monolithic uh, mm -hmm. plan. I mean, there, there's there's different aspects and stages, acts of the, of the dramatic play that's being fulfilled. And those acts are called dispensations, the mm -hmm. way God has, has worked through in, in the anticipation of everything. And um, we're in that dispensation of grace, this time, at least now for at least 2,000 years, called the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, but when Paul is writing this in Romans, that was a big question. It was like, well, all this was new. That was the mm -hmm. big tension in the early church. What about Israel? Exactly. Yeah. Jew and, and Gentile and the... Ugh, it was it was it was a major issue. Well, I, I think it's refreshing to hear that that we are living in Bible times. Mm. We don't get that at first glance. This is something we talked about when we did Isaiah a few years back. Of like all these prophets, some of these haven't quite 
come to fulfillment yet. So we're we're in it. I mean, yeah. th- this is this is relevant. This is refreshing because it's speaking not just to the core of who we are, but to the core of what we're dealing with. And it gets a whole lot easier to kind of again stomach you know everything that's going on. We bring that mm. up pretty much every week, but. Now, like Pastor Mark, you brought up the the idea. Of, you know, you have this national entity that we have to address, but there's the spiritual entity now, the the Church of Jesus Christ, and and I don't know. It's easy to get excited when when yeah. we start to talk, through, you know, using that language and look through that lens. Well, Paul in, in Ephesians three called it a mystery. Yeah, hmm. so a, a mystery is something that was in the mind of God, but had not been revealed to the mind of man. Mm-hmm. And the, this whole concept of the church was a mystery. And um, uh, the um, again, the, the early church, this was all hard for them to accept because even though there was glimpses of God working with the Gentiles in there, it was there. It, it just didn't compute. And mm-hmm. it, there was pride. I'm a Jew and I'm, we're Israel, we're God's chosen people. And um, so in the New Testament, when that, when that era dawned, um, it was yeah, it, it it was radical. Interestingly, even our day and age, there's a lot of people who don't. Who it, I'll, I'll, I think I'm going to talk about this Sunday, but still don't see they they sense that God is finished with Israel yeah. together, and it's called replacement theology that mm-hmm. the Israel is over and God replaced the people of God from the Old Testament mm-hmm. with the people of God in the New Testament called. The church. In fact, they'll actually say the church is a is a broad concept. So there was the church in the Old Testament, and the church in the New Testament. The yep. church, church in the Old Testament were the people of faith, predominantly Israel, and now the church in the New Testament are the people of faith from every ethnic group. And and uh, so that God is finished with national ethnic Israel. Yeah, it's funny you say that because in in the middle of your sermon, I was thinking you, you mentioned the Ephesians 2 passage, mm-hmm. and it was similar to a First Peter passage that I was thinking through of, you know, how we're a chosen um, race, royal priesthood, you know, stones, and, and it made me think, okay, is he speaking to us today, or is he speaking to the nation of Israel then, referring back, and it started down this bunny trail with train of thought. I wasn't even planning on talking about that today, but of who's the audience that Peter is writing to? And, and, and it goes to that path. If you think that he's speaking to us today, then Israel's being replaced. And if, it, if his audience is the Jews and he's speaking to that royal priesthood, holy nation, then it, it helps with that kind of dispensation concept. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my little bunny trail thought of, wow, just one little thought and nugget of who the audience is, what the writer's intention is, and where your understanding of God and his unfolding plan changes your whole bent of, of then how you view your perspective of the world. Uh, you know, so important was that what you just said. So important was that that they wrestled with the early church. They had to convene a whole church conference in Jerusalem <laughs> yeah. in Acts 15. Yeah. To, to wrestle with these issues. What do we do? Paul brought, you know, exhibit one. You have to bring... Uh, uh, Titus, along with him, uh, I think it was, and, and said, you know, here's a Gentile who, you know, and, and uh, you know, he's, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was major um, issues that they were wrestling with. <laughs> but even going back to, to the overall context of your sermon of, you know, looking at the overview of the nation of Israel, for us is still valuable today because we can see where God's character was with his heart 
from the nation of Israel with his love, with his grace, but then also with his righteousness and his holiness. And, and he's and the same yesterday, today, Exactly. Forever. Yeah. And he's faithful to, I think I remember hearing you say this several years ago, but you think of faithfulness. You know, we sang the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness, to close the service. And a lot of times you just think of, oh, he's faithful to me. You know, he's going to be mm -hmm. faithful to what I want and what I need. But no, that's probably lower on his list. He's faithful <laughs> yeah. to himself and his own character. And you brought this out in the sermon. He's faithful to his word, mm -hmm. and what he says will stay true. And then, yeah, he's faithful to us. Mm -hmm. So there, there's this component of the depth of that word of God's faithfulness. And when we sing that song, are we thinking in terms of, a bigger perspective right. of God. Isn't it, and you brought it out, Caleb, a little bit ago, but isn't it typical or oftentimes we we view either our Christian experience or all of life in our little little world, you know, this little, uh, it's all about me. And I mean, how, you know, this type of, when, yeah, God does love me. I mean, I, I mentioned in the sermon, he's like the, his love is like the Amazon River flowing mm. down to water, one little insignificant daisy, me. It is far bigger, yeah. far more, uh, far, you know, it's, it's huge, this concept of an infinite God and his infinite plan that he's unfolding, that the church here on earth is living out, like you said, and the church in heaven that's already there, they're, they're mm. living it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're just doing it in different planes, but it, it is this unfolding plan of God, which will continue on in, in, into eternity future. What that looks like, we don't know for sure, but... Um, um, one thing is certain, Romans 9, 10, 11, uh, Paul is going to unpack why Israel is still going to be a part of that plan. Why the nation of Israel. Which is important because he's given his word. That's it. That it is. That's it. I'll come back down to the character of God. Yeah. Pastor Mark, you do a good job of, of giving a, a 40 minute sermon on three chapters of the Bible and only reading two verses out of them. The very, very first one, and then the very, very last one. But I like that you did because we haven't gotten to it yet, right? We're all, we're setting the stage, which is good. But I, I like you you bring forward, you know, Paul's start of grief and frustration, sorrow into the the glory and majesty of God, which is something we'll get to. And and actually, anytime he says, you know, we're going to get there, and then he closes the sermon. I, the next day, I just go there anyway. <laughs> Believe it or not, you have a right to just go. Ahead, well, good for you. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and read. I'm not no. I'm cheater, not saying cheater. I'm the I'm not saying I'm the perfect churchgoer. I'm saying I'm saying. If whatever pace we're moving on Sunday, like you don't have to wait to, to read Romans 9, 10, 11 until we do interpret. I mean, feel free to go ahead and start being like, what? Probably should be. Be like yeah. the noble Bereans to make sure yeah. that what is going to be said Sunday, <laughs> yeah. you know, is yeah. really true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring bring stuff to throw at, throw at Pastor Mark if he gets off trail, you know, stuff like that. But no, no, no. No, it'll be <laughs> the 9, 10, and 11, like really starting to, to prayerfully prepare for, for what's going to happen. Because as we've mentioned on this podcast, there's some theological stuff going on some yeah. buzzwords some some thoughts that tend to take us this way versus right. that way and i think i i think that's one of the tragedies as i look at commentaries and and read stuff over the years on romans 9 10 11 mm. one of the tragedies is a lot of times it's just ignored altogether they just people yeah, bypass it or yeah. or it's never preached on and people it's too controversial <laughs> and don't get me started on that because that that's one of my pet peeves today <laughs> in churches yeah. is people are not expositorily teaching through the scriptures because they don't do it. Either they don't know how to do it or it's not culturally relevant to mm. do it. Mm. And so they never touch on tough passages, uh, but we're, we're, we don't do that. We're going to touch on the tough passages. But um, 
the tragedy is that if you if you don't get through this, um, you, you miss out on this mm -hmm. again. This why did Paul at the end of that whole section erupt in the ecstasy of joy yeah. of the character of God? Because he had wrestled with this. He went into the scriptures and and that's that's what being in the word will do to mm. us even though it's tough mm. and even though we we won't all agree of of where it comes out uh, it it is wh what does this tell me about god and when we are come face to face with, with with god with who he is you can't help but worship um mm. uh, arthur pink an old old uh, uh, writer once said you know an unknown god cannot be trusted Loved and worshipped, I think it was something like that. He said, "But you, you can't worship a God you don't know." Yeah, and you miss out on those characteristics of God if you're only cut and pasting certain passages or only reading a portion of it. Yeah. There's that. There's that full counsel of God that you to see His character and perspective to put the big story in in, in context. And and I have been reading ahead. I'm, I'm not the perfect churchgoer either. But just even in chapter nine of Romans, this this question that Paul posed stood out to me of just verse 22. What if God, although willing to demonstrate His wrath to make known His power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? <laughs> Referring to we are vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, and God is patient with yeah. us, and He endured with the nation of Israel and with us today. And to me, I can make that application. And when I see that, that we're going to get to that passage in a couple of weeks. Okay, it's not, he's not just talking to Israel. And God isn't just enduring with Israel, but he's enduring with us. Actually, so, you're totally off on that interpretation. Okay. No, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's why you're here. That's why you're in that seat. But I look at that and I'm like, there's application yeah. for us today. Yeah. yeah. So, so what is our... Our forecast and pacing, I mean, it's not, we're not doing just three weeks. One on nine, one on ten, one on eleven. It'll be slower than that. Don't look at me. you got to talk well, to him over there. It'll, yeah. We'll be taking our time. I mean, I don't know. I, well, that, that's a little bit of a struggle for uh, as I study and as I prepare. Yeah. I, I don't want to get so bogged down in details that we lose sight of the forest because we're looking at every little twig on the tree. <laughs> right. Um, but... Sometimes to help understand the beauty of the force, you've got to be a little detailed, and and uh, so stay tuned. We'll okay. look. Yeah. We, it's yeah. it's a lot. One week at a time, right? Every yeah. it's it's you know it's yeah. like the the pastor who got up in the pulpit one Sunday and he'd been praying and praying and praying about what to preach and and uh, he got up in the pulpit and he said, you know, before I got up in the pulpit this morning, only only me and the Lord knew what I was going to say. Now that I'm in the pulpit. Only the Lord knows what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll speak for the congregation, at least people that I interact with. They appreciate the slow pace. They appreciate just, let's get into it. Let's get into one verse at a time. Like you said, not many other churches do that. So how can we, as a body, go through this together to better understand the Scripture? And if that takes another two weeks or 20 weeks to get through these chapters, I'm I'm all for it. So and the the flip side of that is, oh, it's too slow. I I wish it was faster paced. I wish we were accomplishing more scripture on a Sunday morning. And and an encouragement for that would just be, this is going to really help it be a little bit more palatable, a little bit more ingrained in our understanding of scripture, to the point where we're not trying to get a quick fix on. Sweet, I you know I left FBC within an hour and twenty minutes, and I know God better. I mean, we're supposed to be digesting this stuff throughout the week. That's why we're in this room doing this now, yeah. so we can really meditate on some of this. Yeah. And I'm excited about learning because as you said, yeah. there's going to be tough passages that 
I'm waiting for these light bulb moments to come on in my own head as yeah, we yeah. read through that. And, and by the way, that's what a definition of a disciple is. The mathetes, the word for disciple, is learner. Hmm. And so that, that's where we're, we're trying to learn of him and, uh, and wrestle with this. Which, by the way, kudos to the worship team. That's also what we do in worship. We take what we learn and what we know about God, and then we recite it back. We rehearse it back. We engage mm -hmm. him with it. And uh, I thought, again, Sunday was another example of us doing that um, as we worship together and FSAT as well. So, um, yeah, we come engaged with our hearts and our souls, our minds, our, our, the entirety. Uh, we are to present Romans 12, yeah. uh, the entirety of who we are our bodies as living sacrifices to him. And I just, I'll touch on one thing since you're saying songs, uh, the worship team is spotlighting the hymn, All Hail the Power of Jesus Name for a time period. Mm -hmm. We're just calling it a song spotlight because we do as a worship ministry want to put this sung theology on the lips of our congregation that what is the full counsel of God and are we singing about that? And there are some songs that have stood the test of time and we want children, families who are growing up in this body, not to lose some of these songs that have stood the test of time, but know what they are. And All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name is a great song to that. And even this morning, some of us were talking and discussing how there's just depths of knowledge of who God is, and even the sovereignty of God, which as we were singing it this past week, I wasn't thinking about it, but this morning when we were looking at some of these lyrics, it is there. And to know the power of, of All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, there's some words in there that are not in the typical English language today. So it's going to make you wrestle yeah. with what do some of these words mean? Yeah. And how can we really dig into that? So over these next several weeks, you might see a repetition of that song come up, and hopefully there's some new refreshment of what we're singing about. And remember, the ultimate goal is not so that we walk away saying, that was a great sermon, mm. or that those were great songs. It's for people to walk out and say, what a great God. Yeah. That's where Paul ended up again here in Romans 11. It was, man, what a great God. So every week, that's what we're praying for. That's what we want to see happen. And if you miss some details, if uh, or, or the, some of those details aren't shared in a sermon, join the Sermon Spotlight podcast because we typically go through some of those things um, yeah. here. Yep. You can go more in depth. But you're like me. I'm just sitting between these two, letting them go back and uh, forth, bouncing ping, through the Bible pong, together. Ping pong. <laughs> Mark, what do we need to point people towards before we get out of here? Yeah, I, I think the... Well, first of all, let me just continue to champion our podcasts that we have. Yes. And, and so there's the Global Church podcast that's out there, and there's all kinds of things that God is doing around the world that our team is sharing with that podcast. And then we have the Fellowship Family podcast, where these last couple weeks and a couple weeks to come, we're going to rehash kind of where was God in 2020, back right. harkening back to that first week that we had of worship together here in January, and see some really neat things of what God did and will be doing in the future. Hey, give me some examples, you guys. What's what's a good way to listen to podcasts? Oh, there's so many. Caleb, go for it. You, you're talking specific ways. Yeah, like just what, how do people? What what do you what do you do? On the way to work, there's a, a easy way to listen to audio only. I mean, this goes up on YouTube. Actually, all, uh, two out of three of them go up on YouTube. Both the podcasts we do, so it's a, it's an excellent way to watch and listen. You put a name with a face, and you, you can do that. You get to leave a work, comment. Watch. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, I use the Apple Podcast channel. That's the easiest yep. for me. So it's already on my phone. I'm an Apple iPhone kind of person. And, and, and you can just subscribe to it. So it automatically puts it on the, your phone when the new ones pop up. There's, there's a, always a slight learning curve in finding a podcast for the first time. But once you do it and you subscribe to it, or it, it, it is now easily accessible week in, week out. It, it will now come to you because you've engaged with it that initial time. And for all three of our podcasts, we've named them 
especially so that if you were to just Google them, they pretty much pop right up. It's not yeah. like there are a lot of other podcasts called We're the Only One, you know, called Sermon Spotlight, Global Church, stuff like that. So And the odd and the visual version of that is only on YouTube. So you can go right. to YouTube. Yep. There's the YouTube channel for Fellowship Bible Church that yep. also has the sermons and the worship services and these other mm-hmm. postings that are out there. I know someone who um uh, can't sleep at night well at times. Yeah. And they, Your voice puts them right to sleep. No, <laughs> they're awake, and they uh, no joke, and they will play the podcast. That's awesome, and and that just it's, it's, a, it's a, you're right. It puts them to sleep. But, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, well, it's a, it's, it's a it's a new format over the last couple of years yeah. that we've been doing here at FBC. That's yeah. just a different method to well and get content out there for listen, our dude, congregation. I, I've grown up in this church. All right, I, I know what it's like to go out to lunch with people. None of them are the pastor that was teaching and preaching. And there's questions. There's I wonder what. Why he didn't speak to this or address that, or if he had more time, I wonder if he did this, or did he have any conversation with somebody after the service ended, speaking towards that? So to or, have or, you or, on, or did he study at all? <laughs> what book was he reading out of? Yeah, right. uh, yeah, so so to get that exposure, and I've heard that from a lot of our listeners. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. It does not exist because of the three of us punks. It's definitely because of our congregation and the life we can have. Yeah, so keep uh, sharing it. So, let let yeah. people know about it because I'll tell you, Mark, uh, uh, it was a few weeks ago that you said you kind of gave a teaser for this podcast by saying, there's something that I can't get to today, but I'm going to share a little bit more about it. Our audience viewership hmm. spiked. Very true. And so it, there's something to this different format, this different method of learning hmm. about God through conversation that I think is important. I will only highlight one other announcement if you want to call it that, but just continue. We thank you guys for the mask required service at nine o'clock and that's going well from what I've been hearing and seeing. Yeah, Our same. numbers have been increasing over the these couple of weeks of attenders coming to church. Mm-hmm. So that's very valuable. Um, and because of that, the 1045 service is starting to really get full. So I'd encourage you guys, if you can, FSAT Saturday night at six o'clock is a great opportunity. There's still space for that. Even downstairs Fellowship 3, there's opportunities. Or if you can put your mask on, come to that nine o'clock service. But it's exciting to see God work to have people that I haven't seen in a long time come and be a part of the service together. Yeah. And so how can we grow as a church and allow for that much, that many more people to come and worship together? So keep doing what you're doing, people out there, and uh, diversify. Yep. Come to FSAT. And, and thanks it. to our ushers and teams that, oh, that yeah. try to sit people properly so that we can get as many folks as we can safely in our services. That's good. Guys, thank you for being here today. As a reminder to our listeners, you can find us anywhere, uh, podcast services, find the search bar, type in Sermon Spotlight. We will pop right up. You can subscribe, leave feedback, Spotify, Apple, video version up on YouTube, as well as our Fellowship Family Facebook page. If you ever get confused or convoluted, you just want to find us, fbcva.life. We'll bring you to the church's website and everything we got there. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless. Thank you.